We are learning the Sikha on Parshas Vayechi and Lakuta Sikhas Chelakhov, and it's the first Sikha over there. So, in this Pasuk, we learn that Yaakov calls his children and he tells them to gather together. This is towards the end of his life, and he says to them, Gather together, and I will relate to you that which will happen, meaning at the end of time. And our Chachamim teach us that what did Yaakov want to do here? Yaakov wanted to reveal to his children when is the end of time, when is the time when Mashiach will come. And the Divine Presence, the Shrina of Hashem, departed from him. So the Rebbe raises the following questions that one can ponder. And the Rebbe says that it's certainly true that when Yaakov wanted to reveal the end of time, what was the point? It wasn't just to show the children that he knows when that end will be, but obviously he was seeking a benefit for his children and perhaps for the Jews who came afterwards. So what would be the benefit for the Yidden knowing when is the time of Ketzayomim, the end of days? And on the contrary, if Yaakov would have told his children when that time is for the future generations, and obviously it would be many thousands of years later, as we see that we've been waiting a very long time and Mashiach has not yet come, not only does it seem that it would not bring any benefit, but on the other hand, it would have made Jews broken it would have crushed their spirit, seeing that they are waiting so long and Moshiach is still not here. So some of the commentaries explain this, that Yaakov's intention was not necessarily to reveal this information to the future generations, perhaps, but specifically to his sons, his very own sons, the 12 tribes, because they were tzaddikim, they were very righteous people, and he was secure in the knowledge that even though the case, the end of time, would perhaps be so much later in time, many days and years would pass until that time would actually happen, it still would not have a negative effect on them, and they would not stop or go back or sort of regress in their service of Hashem. But Hashem obviously did not want this, and that's because if they would know about it, perhaps others would find out, and many people would become discouraged. And if we knew that this was going to happen in the distant future. But this answer alone is not sufficient. Because first of all, the doubt that maybe others will find out. So that's quite obvious. So why did Yaakov initially have even a thought to reveal this to his children? And two, it doesn't really answer the essential question what would be the good? What would be the benefit by knowing, the re- by having the revelation, by knowing the time that he would inform his children that he wanted to tell it to them? What would be the advantage of them knowing? Another thing we have to understand, according to our Chachamim, there are really two opinions regarding what happened here when Yaakov wanted to reveal the end of time to his children. One is, that it became hidden from Yaakov himself, as it says in the words of the Medrash. He wanted, he came to reveal the end of time to his children, and at that moment, it got covered up. It became concealed from him. 
or as others say, sealed from him. Or two, it's not Yaakov who didn't know what it was. He still knew what it was, but he realized that he would not be able to reveal it to his children. So now we have to understand the following. According to all the opinions, Hashem is keeping Yaakov from revealing when this event is going to take place, the end of time, even if Yaakov knows it. So then, why was it that he forgot it? So now we have to understand the following, or now we actually do understand the following. So whether he will reveal it, or whether he will not reveal it, obviously there was a situation here when Yaakov, the father of the Shvatim, the father of the Yidden, obviously was seeking some kind of benefit for the Jewish people in the future in terms of their service of Hashem. And moreover, being that Yaakov was one of the Avos, one of the patriarchs, and we know that our patriarchs, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were a Merkava, they were like a divine chariot that was uh, sub subjugated to Hashem and only wanted to do the will of Hashem and nothing else all the days of their lives. So we must inevitably say that the fact that Yaakov bikesh legalos hasakets, the fact that he even wanted to, that he was seeking a way to reveal this to his children, and he was ready to reveal it until at the last moment the Shekhinah departed and he couldn't reveal it. Obviously, this was something that, being that Yaakov wanted it, and Yaakov wanted only that which was Hashem's will. So why did this happen? So the fact that Hashem did not allow Yaakov to reveal this, even though Yaakov only wanted always to reveal the will of Hashem. So the Rebbe tells us that in that particular situation that Yaakov was in at that moment, before he was leaving his children, before he was leaving this world, it would have been beneficial that this thing which he thought would be beneficial for them to know, Hashem felt that this should not be revealed because this would not bring any benefit. And regarding this fact, we have two opinions, as we said. One opinion is that even Yaakov himself forgot it. And one is that he knew it, but the Shekhinah departed and he couldn't reveal it to his children. So how do we understand all of this? So the Rebbe brings us to the story of what happened when the Jewish people left Mitzrayim and crossed the Yam, so we crossed the sea, and this is celebrated in the part of the Chumash and Parshas Meshalach and Chumash Mos, where we have the song of Az Yashir, which we're all familiar with. We say it every morning in the morning part of davening. So what do we say there? We speak about how the Jewish people praised Hashem after the miracle of the splitting of the sea. And we also speak about the purpose. Why did we leave Mitzrayim? Why did the sea split? Where were we going? What did we have to accomplish? So further on in the song, it says to the Amo, the Jewish people will be brought, Vesita Amo, they will be planted, Bahar Nachaloscha, on the mountain that is Hashem's domain, the mountain that is Hashem's portion. And that would be a place where Hashem would dwell. Hashem would bring them to Eretz Yisrael and they would build the Beis Amikdash. That was really what was supposed to happen. So here we see that had the Jews merited this, so already the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the time of the exit of Egypt, would be what? They would be in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem would have Mochon, his palace, his place where he would dwell. Hashem would have accomplished that. 
and Hashem would have been the one to build the base Amikdosh, and it would never have been destroyed. And in other words, we can say that the redemption from Egypt, the Geula from Mitzrayim, from that exodus, would have been the ultimate, true, complete Geula, which would never be followed by another exile, by another Golus, which we understand will happen after Mashiach comes. So it could be that that would have been the time had we merited it at that time. So we see over here, so the way the end of time was at that time, obviously the end of time at that time that Jacob could have been referring to was perhaps Yitzhak Mizraim. And maybe he wanted to tell his children when that would take, when that would take place. And now we can explain it like this. When the Chachamim tell us, that Yaakov at that moment was looking for a way to reveal to his children the end of days, the end of times. And he had in mind to do it the way it appeared to him that it would be the time of the exodus of Egypt. Maybe that's what it is that he wanted to tell us. And even though the time when we would be going out of Mitzrayim was a time that was established and it was a time that was known because Hashem had promised Abraham way back that his children, it says in the post, Hashem said to Abraham, your children will be strangers in a land that does not belong to them for 400 years. And after that, they will exit that land with great wealth, etc. So why does it mean that Yaakov wanted to reveal it? This was already known from the times of Abraham. And here we have to say, therefore, that the Yidu knew that after 400 years, they will be leaving Mitzrayim. But they did not know at that point that if they would merit the following, if they would merit the eternal, the everlasting Geula, the everlasting redemption, that will never be followed by a Golos. So Yaakov wanted to reveal to his children who knew when Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim would be, because it had been told to Avraham, and it had, we can learn it in the Psukim and the Chumash, but Yaakov wanted to indicate to them perhaps that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that is the ultimate end of time. So if we say that, we could understand why Yaakov wanted to tell it to them, because they will hear the good news that the end of time is quite close, and if they would know that the end of time is quite close, they will attempt in all kinds of ways to stay in a situation, to live a life of Jews that is a life, a situation that is meritorious, that is full of schusim. And because they know it's going to be soon, they will be very careful with an extra measure of care not to do anything that may spoil this plan, not to end up doing anything that's negative, any kinds of sins. And this, which of course would not delay the coming of Mashiach. So maybe that's what Yaakov wanted to tell his children. Perhaps that's what he had in mind. But if we think into it, the Rebbe explains to us that this is not a sufficient explanation. Because at the time that Yaakov was departing from this world, there were about 200 years left, according to the calculations we learn, until we would be going out of Mitzrayim. So the people of the generation who would hear this nevuah, uh, it would really bring out sadness because at that time, we know that a person's life doesn't extend for hundreds of years. And we learn in Parshas Noach after the Mabel that the average lifespan would then be around 120 years. So even though he is telling it to them, to his children, they are not going to be alive 200 years later. So what was the benefit? What did he have in mind when he wanted to reveal this to them? Even this case, what would have been the benefit of that? So therefore, we have to say, what did Yaakov really want to share with his children? 
And why did Hashem prevent him from doing it in the way that Hashem did? So here we have it. If Yidin, when they would know that the case, that the end of time is being revealed, that they know when it will be, and they will know that it will hang on, it will depend on their merits, their divine service, the mitzvahs they do. So they will increase in this experience of doing more mitzvahs. And of course, this increase could bring the Geula closer. Maybe the end of time would be before the 200 years would pass. Because we know, based on the Apostle in Yeshaya, that there is a time that Mashiach will come, and it says either at the time, Be'ita, at the time that Hashem determined, whenever that time is, or Achishana means I will speed it up. What will make it happen faster? Zahu, that we will live a life of merit, a life of mitzvahs, a life of doing everything that is right. And we find this actually by the story of Yetzias Mitzrayim itself. Because one of the reasons that we had to stay in Egypt 210 years, not 400 years the way Hashem had originally said to Avraham at the Bisbein Hapsarim when this prophecy was told to Avraham way before anything we're discussing now happened, is because the golos, the subjugation, the oppression in Egypt was so severe and the Yidden suffered so much that the suffering made up for the extra years. So the suffering took away the years of the Golos. We would not have to wait for 400 years. We would have to be there only 210. So what do we see from here? It's evident that just like the increase in the difficulty of the Golos, in the difficulty of the oppression, brought the Geula earlier. So similarly, and even more than ever, the same thing would have happened for the future. We know that if we live the life that Hashem wants us to live, then Mashiach will come faster. So if this is the case, and if that's what Yaakov wanted to let us know, that we have the capacity to bring the Geula closer than the time that is destined for it, nonetheless we find, when we learn this Pasuk in Chumash with which we started in the Mepharshim, that the Shechina departed from Yaakov and did not allow Yaakov to reveal this to his children. So how do we understand this? Why would this be the case if this could have made them not sad that they have to wait so long till after their very own lifetimes, but it would have made them so happy to know that they will do the work, they will work harder, and Mashiach will come faster. So here we're going to have an insight in the following idea that the Rebbe brings here. A person has to serve Hashem. How do we serve Hashem in the most wholesome way, in the most complete way, that it should cause us to be in the category of Zohu, that we have extra schus and we have extra merits. It's when we do the work that we have to do. It depends on the work that we do, not on anything that's done on our behalf, as we know from a very popular saying in the Talmud. Adam wrote, A person essentially prefers to have his own measure to enjoy and to benefit from what the person achieved with his or her own hands, rather than to derive benefit from nine measures, nine times as much, but as something that belongs to someone else and somebody else is the one who worked for it. We certainly appreciate much more that which comes from the labor of our own, ha- from, of our own hands. Nonetheless, by each avoda, no matter if we're doing it with our own hands or not, we need Sayat to Even if we're doing it on our own, we need Hashem to help us. 
as our sages teach us also in the Gemara. If not for the fact that Hashem helps, we would not succeed. So now we have to try to understand what does this mean? We have to do the work on our own to truly accomplish something. Yet when we do the work on our own, we need Hashem's assistance. So how do we understand this? What does this mean? So the Rebbe gives us two ways to look at it. The person is doing what he or she has to do. And there is assistance from above. And the person, while the person is working hard, feels it. For example, we all know that there are different times of the year when we serve Hashem, we do tshuva, we try to serve with the best of our ability, with our hearts, with our minds. For example, there are certain times that are more auspicious for us to feel the closeness to Hashem, to feel that He's standing by our side. Perhaps in Asaras Yimei Tshuva, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, as we have the Navi, uh, Yeshaya, we, the Navi tells us, uh, so search for Hashem when He is found. Try to reach out to Him when He is closer. So maybe we feel closer to Hashem on Shabbos. It may be easier than during the week. Or on Yantif. Or maybe the special time that's set aside for Tshuva. So that's one way that we serve Hashem. And He helps us. Because it's, we have times that He set aside for us to feel that way. Or sometimes it's not that the help is there because it's an auspicious time or something like that. But the very fact that we are doing something and Hashem is helping us, but the help, we don't feel that we are being helped. We don't feel, we are not aware of the fact that it's an auspicious time. We feel that we're just doing by ourselves the most we possibly can with our own labor. For example, we learn in other places, one of them is in Pirkei Avos, and Siddhas explains it, that there are voices, we call them a baskol. A baskol is some kind of divine inspiration where a person has some kind of awakening which comes from above. The person doesn't realize what it is, but the person may have a certain thought, a certain dream, a certain experience, or whatever it is. And certain things which cannot be explained will inspire a person, for example, to do tshuva. The person doesn't know where it's coming from. The person may just wake up one fine day and have that. So what happens is not that the person is doing tshuva because he's being helped, but because the person has this inspiration, he may later on, at some later point, increase in Torah, increase in divine service, increase in mitzvot. And now we'll understand why the Medrash, the Chachamim tell us, with which we started, that Yaakov wanted to reveal to his children when Mashiach is coming, but nistalka mimenushchina. At the moment when he wanted to reveal it, the divine presence departed from him. What does that mean? Why did that happen? Because was Yaakov to reveal this to his children, they of course would be ensured, it would make sure that they will be zachu. They hear this wonderful news, so they're going to work much harder because of it. But that's only because they know that this work will bring Mashiach faster. So obviously, it's not something that they themselves accomplish, even though Hashem, even though they're accomplishing, but their work is being helped by the fact that they know that this work will speed up the Geula. And that's why Yaakov had the experience of the Shekhinah departing from him. So when the Yidin 
will do their avodah when we are working now in our world. So we though we don't know anything about when the kates will come. So we don't know exactly how it's going to work. We have no clue at all. But on the other, but we do know that we have to work hard, and that hard work is only because of ourselves, because of our own hard work, not that our hard work is being inspired by a message that Yaakov told us. In other words, Yaakov wanted to speed up the geula. Yaakov felt that we should go out of Golos as quickly as possible. So maybe if we go out as quickly as possible, because we know that Mashiach is coming soon, maybe it takes away in some small measure from our doing it completely on our own, because we have the incentive that he gave us. But perhaps that's okay, because even though it's not going to be such a perfect avoda, we will be going out of Golos earlier. We will be leaving Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was not a positive place on any level, spiritually, as well as in all other ways. And we would be able to achieve the Geula. And that is why, notice, it says in the Chachamim that we quoted, when Yaakov wanted called his children together and wanted to reveal to his children when Mashiach is coming, it says the words, Bikesh Yaakov Legalos. Yaakov wanted, he was asking, the word Bikesh is to request, to ask for something, to beg for something. It's also from that expression, not only to want, but to beg and to plead. A bakosha is a request, it could be a plea. Yaakov actually pleaded with Hashem that the end of time should arrive, that Mashiach should come and there should be the ultimate Geula. And this will give Jews a great push in their avoda, and this will ensure that the Geula will come faster. But that's not what Hashem wanted, apparently. Hashem wanted that when the Geula comes, it should be only in connection with our hard work. We have done the most perfect kind of work that a human being could do, and therefore Hashem made the Shekhinah depart. So once the Shekhinah departed and Yaakov was not able to tell us that when exactly it's going to be, this makes it possible for our avoda in Golos to be greater, more perfect, and more complete. How do we understand this in a deeper kind of way? So now we're going to see in the Rebbe's words towards the end of the Sikha that the fact that the perfection of the Geula, the complete Geula, will come about through what? through the avoda of Yidin, when, in a situation, when we don't see the Shekhinah, when the Shekhinah was not revealed to us, the message was uh, kept away from Yaakov. So automatically, whatever we're doing is really with our own labor, means hard toil and labor. And it's not because of any side connection to anything else, but only because we understand now that this is the avoda that will bring about not only a geula, but a geula that will be everlasting. A geula that is so complete because we've given it all we've got that there will never be a golus after this. How can we achieve such a geula that there will never be a golus because we had certain geulos in our history, but they were always followed by another golus and we're still in golus now. But a geula that nothing will change about it ever. Therefore, it has to be a kind of avoda that's absolutely complete. No changes, nothing pushing us forward except for the darkness that we're in and our avoda is coming specifically based on our own volition. And therefore, 
when we do the avoda because Hashem is helping us and it's not only with our own hard work, then it can bring to very great things. It can bring to a geula, but it will not bring to a geula that's nitzchi, that's eternal. Because in our own avoda, there's also something that helps us. It's not complete. But when the help from above is concealed, in that, I'm sorry, when, when the, and it's such a case, if it's not with our own avoda, and then the help from above becomes concealed, then we can fall down. We can reach very high levels, and then we just fall down. But only when the avoda comes, not isarusa dila'ela, from divine inspiration or anything like that, but it comes only because of our work. It's completely what we call koach atzmo, the person's powers. Then it's something, because it comes from deep within the person. There's nothing external to the person that helps it. Then it's something that's going to exist and last forever because it's coming from something that's solid within the person. Such a geula, such a redemption will never have a golus following it. And now we're going to have the conclusion of the sicha in two parts. In the first part, let's go back to what we were saying. On the other hand, Yaakov's initial idea was he wanted to tell his children when the end of time will be. So this should cause such an avoda, would it not be such an avoda that would bring up about the geula completely? Why, why did he want to do this? What was he trying to do? We have to understand what was Yaakov's motive. So here we're going to understand this according to Chassidus. So we know who was Yaakov. Where was Yaakov holding? What level was he at? So Yaakov's level at that point was the highest possible level. We know the highest possible level is what we call Atzilus, the highest of all the spiritual world, which is a place of perfection, which is a place of truth, which is a place of unity, which is something that's representative of after everything that can be done was done. Yaakov had already finished at this point, his avoda in this world, whatever Yaakov had to accomplish, to do, whatever it is that he had to do spiritually, to perfect himself, this is what this is where he was at, just before he left this world. And we know that when Yaakov left, left this world, he was absolutely perfect, to the ultimate level of perfection for him. So being that, that's that. So for him, it's kaf shalom. It's his measure. It's his accomplishment. And he thought that this would help his children. He wanted to show his children. Perhaps his children were also on the level that he was at. And because, obviously, something happened that maybe they weren't at that level, as we'll see in a minute. He was not able to do this. Yaakov realized he wanted to give a message to his children. He obviously thought his children were ready for that message. And when he lost it, he couldn't repeat it. He, he, either he wasn't allowed to repeat it or he did not remember what it was. What was his immediate reaction? So we learn the following. We learn that he said, perhaps one of his children perhaps is not perfect, is not up to par spiritually, the way he would have imagined him to be. And now we could understand the two opinions that are brought, that either 
Yaakov forgot it. It was just covered up from him, or the Shechina went away and did not allow him to say it. So let's see. The Medrash tells us the expression, Niskasa, it was covered up, it was concealed from him, or Nistab, it was sealed from him. What was sealed from him? When Achris Hayamim is, because Hashem wanted that Yaakov, also Yaakov, should at that point sense the advantage of Avoda that comes from one's own from one, one's own inner core and teach his children, indicate to his children that it will be better for them. They will accomplish a much greater lasting Geula if they will not know the time when Mashiach will come. That's one opinion. There's another opinion that's brought in the Gemara. Nistalka mimenu shechina. Not that the time when Mashiach is coming was covered up from him. He was just not allowed to reveal it. What does that mean? Yaakov himself was already on the level of perfection. And what he wanted, that his children, the same thing should happen for his children. Nonetheless, Hashem directed Yaakov in such a way that he should not say it to his children even though he knew it. And when we say Bikesh, he asked Hashem to let him reveal it and Hashem did not want, not want him to, but Yaakov was Yaakov Avinu and he was Ermerkava, as we use the expression, he was a chariot, he was complete, completely given over to the will of his master, to the will of Hashem. So obviously, Hashem would have wanted, then this was also not something that Hashem didn't want. And we certainly know we have a teaching that we've learned many times that when a tzaddik makes a request of Hashem, we are guaranteed that it will not leave empty. Some kind of answer, some kind of fulfillment of that request will take place. So obviously when Yaakov, just by wanting to reveal the end of time, the coming of Mashiach to his children. Obviously, it did accomplish something here, and we must say this for sure, because it's put into the Torah. We're learning this actually in the Chumash, in Torah's motion, Torah Shebuchsav, in the written Torah. So what is this coming to teach us? That Yaakov wanted to do it, and what he wanted to do, obviously, was something that Hashem was not against, yet he couldn't do it, and this would help his children. So let's see. We have such stories in other places. For example, we learn at the end of the 40th year in the desert that Moshe wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael and Hashem did not let him. And he asked Hashem, Ebra, Nova, Ere, Esha'aretz. He said, let me just cross and let me just take a look at the land. Meaning, what was his goal? Moshe's intention was to do the most that one could possibly do for his very own people. He wanted, when he said he wanted to see, he meant he wanted to accomplish that Yidin should be able to see godliness. And this was not fulfilled because Yidin at that time were not yet on that level. And therefore, when Moshe spoke to them, following the point, he says, Shema, listen, he doesn't say see. But on the other hand, because he had this request, he was able to accomplish, not that they wouldn't see at all, they would have appreciation of seeing Elokos, but it would not be in the way that he would have liked it to be. It would not be something that came about as a result of their own avoda, 
but which cannot happen to too many people, but it came about in a way that was not pnimi, not something that came from their very core, but something that was accomplished and therefore encompassed them in a way that they had a connection to it. Similarly, by Yaakov, the fact that Bikesh Legalos Hasakates, he wanted to reveal it and he asked Hashem to reveal it. So what did it accomplish for his children? Obviously, he did it for a reason. He did want to accomplish something for his children. And he did accomplish. What did he accomplish? That they will be able to reach the revelation of when the end of time is, of when Mashiach will come, not in a way that came about the ultimate way that will come about through their avoda without any kind of assistance from above, but at least they would have an experience of being able to experience the freedom from the nations of the world, the freedom from the Yetzir Hara, which by the greatest tzaddikim, or special unique people, this is their experience coming from within them. But this way, Yaakov was able to achieve that they would be able to bring about their hard work that would bring the Geula in an easier manner. And in the very conclusion, the Rebbe tells us that here we also have a lesson for all Jewish people, for every single Jew in every generation. The concept that Yaakov, not so much if he revealed it or he didn't reveal it, but Bikesh Legalos Hakates. He wanted to reveal, it was something he asked Hashem, help me that the Yidden should have the revelation of when Mashiach will come. What does this do for us? It makes it possible that a Yid must want and must ask that the revelation of the end of time should finally be experienced. And this in itself, the requesting and the deep understanding of what we are requesting, this in itself gives us help. The Rebbe says to you, it assists us. The Idud Rab, and it gives us great encouragement, great chizuk in our Ravodas Hashem, as we see concretely that when we say, Ot Ot Kumt Moshiach, Yitalayid, Moshiach is coming any second, or we say, We want Moshiach now. What happens when we say these things? Do we just say them and they disappear? So the Rebbe tells us, if we say this, now Mashiach is coming, we say it to someone, or we say we want Mashiach now, this, accomplish, this accomplishment accomplishes an increase and a diligence in the way we serve Hashem. It's an inspiration for us, and it makes us more careful exceptionally careful that there should not be anything that would stand in the way of Mashiach's coming and holding back the Geula. And in our time, there is something else that the Rebbe adds that we learn in the Gemara, that Kalu Kal Hakitzin, at this time, all the dates, all the times that were supposed to be the time for the coming of Mashiach have already passed. And all that's left is tshuva. As the Gemara says, that simply, it says it clearly, in a, liter- in a very literal way, that the end of time has already arrived and is already here. But what is missing, it's missing that we must just do something more. What is that something more? So it's called shaita chada. One moment of tshuva. The word sha'a 
which means a period of time, a moment or an hour or anything of that nature, is also from the same root as turning. We know that when Cain and Hevel, the sons of Adam, brought their sacrifices to Hashem, so it says that Hashem turned towards the carbon of Hevel, but Hashem did not turn towards the carbon of Cain. Hashem did not appreciate that one in the same way. So it uses the same word shot to turn to. There has to just be this turn from the depths of our souls to get closer to Hashem, and this will lead, the Rebbe says, not only to Geula, umiyad heinigolin, the moment we do that the way we're supposed to, the Geula will come immediately, and the Rebbe adds these words, miyad mamish, tangibly, concretely, and the Rebbe adds the words, now, bagola didan, speedily in our time, may we merit to experience this now. Thank you very much.